Welcome to the Covenant Eyes podcast. I am one of the hosts, Karen Potter, and I'm so glad that you are here. And if you are a new listener, welcome. We are so glad to have you joining us. And if you're somebody that's been with us for a couple of seasons now, we are just grateful that you are still here and enjoying the episodes and sharing them far and wide. We appreciate that. Please take a minute, drop us a line. We love to hear from you, our listeners. We love the feedback. We love the episode ideas and all the rest. So be sure to reach out to us. Our contact information will be in the show notes. And with that, uh, I've got my co-host here, Rob Stoddard, joining me. Hey, Rob. (laughs) Hey, I'm Rob Stoddard. And we do have a wonderful show today lined up for you. I want to start with uh, our guest is Steve Etner. Uh, Steve is with Pure Man Ministry. Steve's a national men's speaker, author, I think, of seven books, uh, certified professional mentor, uh, purity coach. And uh, your most recent book, I think maybe we'll talk about that today, The Point of Purity, is a 12-week study on on sex and purity. So, Mm -hmm. Steve, welcome to the show today. Thank you. I am so honored and blessed to be a part of this. Right. Well, Steve, can you start out and just tell us a little bit about yourself and really how you got into this ministry and why? Well, really, the ministry kind of fed off of the fact that I I, I came out of a 30-year addiction to lust and porn and masturbation, and it dominated my life. Um, I I was under the misconceived, deceptive idea that um, that I had control over it and I could stop anytime I wanted to, but that that's a lie from the pit of hell. And uh, it, uh, like I said, it dominated my life. It nearly ruined my marriage. I actually attempted suicide as a result of all of that. Um, Sought uh, out some counsel. Actually sought out uh, multiple times counselors, different counselors. Went to a pastor at one point and um, sat in his office. And for close to an hour, he just lambasted me, ripped me up one side and down the other, told me what an absolutely horrible person I was for what I was doing to my wife and my kids, and which I knew that, I understood that. That's that's why I was there seeking counsel. Um, to, to his credit, I will say this, though, that um, when I went to see him, one of the reasons he was lambasting me was because in the midst of the addiction, I was a pastor. And so um, I had no business being behind the pulpit and teaching the word of God. And I agree with that 100%. Just his methodology, he could have come at it a little different way. Um, Another counselor we went to see was a professional. You know, he had to put money on the table every time you went to visit. And uh, he had Christian in the name. And so we thought we're going to get some good godly counsel, but the Bible was never opened and God was never talked about. Uh, was all, you know, what I as a guy would call the mushy-gushy stuff. You know, let's talk about your feelings. Let's talk about mommy and daddy. And those are important things. Those those play a factor in, in the addiction, but not to the exclusion of God. And so we only went to a small handful of those sessions and walked away saying, we're not coming back. He doesn't understand. He can't help us. We're on our own. we got to fix this on our own. And, and so I continued on in my sin. But, you know, Numbers 32, 23 says, be sure your sin will find you out. And it's just as true today as it was the day God inspired it. And uh, my addiction raised its ugly head again. And I became, I I was caught and discovered again. And marriage is hanging on by a thread. Um, I had uh, been involved in some multiple affairs. um, And and everything was just, was horrible. So we went to see another counselor. This one was trained in biblical counseling. We opened the Bible. We studied the word of God together. We prayed together. But in the midst of all of that, there were more than once that that he pointed his finger at my wife and said it was all her fault. 
that if she had only performed properly, if she only met my needs, this wouldn't have happened. Of course, in the mindset that I was in, I loved that counsel. But to be honest with you, it was bad counsel. And it was it was destroying my wife, it was chewing up from the inside out. And and we got to a point where we were we were despondent and discouraged and said, There's there's no one that can help us. There, there's there's no resource that's available to us. And right at that time, when we were at the bottom of the barrel, God brought a guy into my life named Roger. Roger's not a pastor, he's not a counselor, just a guy who loves God. And he sat down with me and met with me for an hour a week for 52 weeks. And we just, all we did was open the word of God. We studied the scriptures together. And Roger taught me the principles that I now teach to other guys. Uh, and, and that is simply this, that the problem we struggle with isn't lust. It's not porn, it's not masturbation. Those are the byproducts. But the real issue is a worship disorder. Who's sitting on the throne of my heart? I do what I do because in my heart, I want what I want. I can't change my behavior until I change my heart. And so as Roger taught me that from the scriptures, God used the scriptures to, to change my thinking. You know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What I think becomes what I do. And, and so um, nearly 12 years ago, God opened the door for me to begin this ministry called the Pure Man Ministry, just kind of taking what Roger did with me and con uh, con concising it to a 12-week program where um, I meet with guys on a weekly basis for an hour a week, and it's just the, he and I, one-on-one, -on -one, and we go through the Word of God together, and um, we, we learn what it means to be a man of purity, a man of integrity, and a man of godliness. Um, super excited about where God has, has taken us and, and where he's leading us yet to go. That's an incredible journey. And I'm sorry for the pain and the hurt that you and your wife experienced during that journey too. And that's not uncommon, you know, as people go through this, um, finding the right help and the right formula. But I love how in all of your resources and on your podcast, everything always points back to scripture. Scripture comes through loud and clear. You had an episode kind of where you were um, just talking about idols and, you know, how the images can become those idols. And then you have to ask yourself, like, who are you? Who are you following? Who are you worshiping? And it was yeah. a great episode. I also love, like, in one of your episodes, I wrote it down because I thought it was really profound. But you said, um, God is our teacher. Life is our classroom. The Bible is our textbook. God's word is the lamp unto the our, our, to my feet, a light unto my path, which is Psalms night, uh, 119, 05, uh, 105. And how, how does keeping that perspective and God's word in front of us throughout this journey and remembering that God is our teacher, how does that help us in our addiction recovery path? I think really it goes back to Matthew chapter four, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And, uh, you know, for 40 days, he's bombarded with every temptation mankind would ever experience. And Jesus could have very simply said, I'm God, back off, leave me alone. And Satan would have had to have complied. But Jesus didn't do that. He kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. And, and he used scripture because Satan can't counter the scriptures. And in John 14, Jesus is talking with his disciples about what's about to happen before he gets to Jerusalem and is, goes through the crucifixion. One of the promises that Jesus makes there is that when he is gone, he's going to send the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And when, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will remind you of everything that, that Jesus has said. And I want to key in for just a second on that word remind. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of what God says. One of the things I like to ask when I'm talking with a gentleman, helping him on this journey, 
can you remember something you never knew? Well, I tried that in high school. I tried it in college. Didn't work then. Excuse me. It's not going to work now. I have to hide God's word in my heart. And then the Holy Spirit gives me those tools to, to combat the temptation. But I still have to be willing to use them. It's not a not a button that you push. It's not a switch that you flip. It's a it's a relationship that you develop with the Heavenly Father. Amen. That that is always so key. Steve, you have so much experience with men, be it through conferences and the the one-on-one coaching. This idea of really idolatry of ourselves in place of Christ on the throne. You know, what have you found? How how easy is it for you to help guys make that switch? Um, that discipleship seems like that takes a long time for people to mm-hmm. make that switch and draw closer and closer to Christ. What What's your techniques there? What do, What do you see that really works with with guys? Well, I think the key is is twofold. Number one, with with every homework assignment that I give to a guy, the twelve week program focuses on being in the Word of God every single day saturating your mind with scripture. And it's not just random pieces of scripture. We're we're very focused, very intentional on the passages of scripture that the guys are going to study. So they have to be in the word of God every single day. They have the second thing is they have to memorize God's word and and hide it in in their hearts and learn. One of the things that I'm trying to do is teach them how to use the scripture to to take captive to 2 Corinthians 10, 5, demolish the arguments and the lofty opinions and take captive their thoughts. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, to guard your heart, to protect your mind. Um, but I think the, the primary key is the willingness to be vulnerable to God, the willingness to, to fall on your face before God and say, I can't do this without you. Because Philippians 4.13 is so true. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Absolutely. That is an incredible piece of scripture. And I think that is super profound to the walk as people go through this. Um, It's a good reminder to all of us. Now you have a purity app that you developed. And can you talk to us a little bit about how how you use that in your coaching and what exactly does the purity app do and how does it um, help people go through this journey to freedom from pornography? Sure. Well, the the purity app is, is, is simply called My Purity Coach. Um, it's available on any smart device, and uh, its primary focus is on Scripture. Um, it's it's a resource to go to when you're not sure what the verses are. You know, you're in the middle of the temptation, and let's face it, sometimes we're so caught up in the temptation that we don't we can't remember the Scripture, but we can't call it right back to to the front of our mind. So this is a tool that you can open up and you can just find a, a whole bunch of Scripture verses dealing with purity, godliness, integrity. Um, prayer. There, all of my podcasts are available on the app. Um, there is um, some some videos of uh, of workshops that I've taught and some keynotes that I've spoken at. Just just a, a round, uh, well rounded resource tool. Uh, but one of the things that is the most key element of that app is a little button uh, that says "Call Steve." And uh, what that simply means is if if you need somebody to pray with, someone to help you, someone to answer the questions that that are plaguing you, someone to hold you accountable, you push that button, it instantly rings my cell phone, which I keep on me all the time. And I will answer it and I will will pray with you. I will encourage you, um, answer questions, whatever, just to help you through that moment of of temptation. And and also, you know, just available 24-7. 
for any guy who needs me. Steve, that that's an incredible um, gesture, and and uh, I'm sure pretty busy too. <laughs> but that's that's wonderful. I mean, how do you how do you keep up with with all these <laughs> different one on ones and these calls? How do you manage that? It's it's a challenge, but uh, I truly can do all things through Christ because He's the one that gives me the strength. Um, Amen. The 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 thing that is most important to me is what I didn't have. I want to be there. I, I want to be a Roger to to other guys. Um, I, I didn't have the resources that are available today, not just through purity, uh, pure man ministry, but through covenant eyes. And there's other some some tremendous tools. I've used covenant eyes for for years, and uh, swear by it. In fact, if any guy who goes through my program, one of the requirements is he has to have covenant eyes. And, and he has to have me as his accountability partner, at least for the 12 weeks. Well, good. I'm glad that's been helpful for sure. If I can follow up, um, Steve, you touched on it in the beginning of your story, a little bit about the struggle your wife had gone through. Um, you know, certainly one of the things we see so often at Covenant Eyes is guys who are struggling, they often don't understand the harm and the hurt that their wives are going through. And we've also see that so many men struggle with um, the fear of their wife finding out. So as you work through, um, you know, with all your work with the men, how do you handle that situation of um, coaching them on, you know, what their wives are going through, their spouses are going through, but also just how to um, acknowledge that or confess that to their spouse? Sure. Well, the, the first thing to that I try to encourage guys is to understand the principle of Matthew 5, 28. And if you look upon a woman with lustful intent, you've committed adultery already with her in her heart. So many times when guys first reach out to me, I don't understand why my wife's so upset. Uh, it's not like I hopped in bed with somebody. I, I've been faithful to her. I'm not having an affair. And and these are the excuses, the arguments that 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 are running through their heads that convince them that that their sin isn't that bad. But when we go to Matthew 5, 28, and Jesus says, you look, you've touched, you you look, you've committed the act. It's in your heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you need to understand that you, you've, you've, you're guilty. And she's, she's sensitive to that. Um, one of the other things is, as a guy is going through the program, we we often talk about the fact that you're you're experiencing change. The Holy Spirit is moving in your heart. She's not necessarily at the same spot you are, especially if she doesn't have someone going alongside of her and helping her and mentoring her. So you've got to give her that space. You've got to give her the the opportunity to heal, and and the wound is deep. The wound, the wound hurts, and uh, she's been been scarred, and so you've you've got to give her that that room. Um, I remember in my own marriage, as I was going through the healing process, and my wife was not up in the same place as I was, that um, she would accuse me, and you know, how do I know you're not lying to me? How do I know you're not deceiving me still? And my initial reaction, my initial response was to defend myself. But look at what I'm doing. I'm in the Bible every day. I'm meeting with Roger every week. And and you should be seeing change, which was true. But the bottom line was, in her eyes, I must be guilty because I'm having to defend myself. 
And so I had to learn, and this is what I try to help my guys to understand is, as you're giving her that space, allow her the privilege or the opportunity to hurt and to, to take it out on you. You're her husband. You're, you're her soulmate. If she can't pour it out to you, who is she going to pour it out to? Um, one of the things that is exciting that we offer in our ministry is that as I'm working with a guy, his wife can talk with my wife. Uh, my wife is is not a counselor. She's she's but she's just a gal who loves God and who has gone through the rough spots, who has struggled with. I love him. I hate him. Uh, this this isn't my fault. I didn't. I, I what's wrong with me? Why am I having to go through this? I didn't sign up for this. You know all those things my wife went through, and she's able to to share with the wife her own story and her own journey and be able to pray with her and, and, and gently walk her through the, the healing process as well. That's extremely helpful, I think, to the spouse. Obviously, having someone that's been there in the trenches and has experienced what you've experienced, I think that's amazing that you offer that. As you're, you know, as you're talking about all the different ways that you support men and, and the offerings that you have through your ministry, it's really clear to me that you're really um, fostering that discipleship relationship with these guys. So I would imagine you're probably creating, um, you know, leaders for their home churches all over the country. Like people are coming into your program and you're getting them help and healing. And then they're going back into their communities, into their home churches, and hopefully sharing that and being a disciple to someone else. Are you seeing that through the work that you're doing with the guys all over the country? I am. And that is so exciting and so humbling. Um, since the, the workbook came out, the Point of Purity workbook, I've not just seen guys graduate from the program successfully, but guys have written, sent me emails or texts or called me and said, I'm bringing another guy along with me. I'm, I'm revisiting the program. Uh, I have one gentleman that just reached out to me a couple of weeks ago that graduated from the program last year. He's already taken five other guys through the program, and two of those guys have already taken two other guys through the program. So it's it's that's what I want to see because it's not about me. It's about letting God take the truth that, that is in his word and just spread it globally. That's that's so true. Um, as far as churches go, um, we often see that, that churches aren't addressing this issue certainly enough or uh, deep enough. Um, when you have a chance to talk with pastors and leaders, you know, what do you say? Well, how do you encourage churches to dive into this issue and do more, raising the awareness, but also bringing real help to men and women in the church? I think where it begins is the pastor, if he has a staff, the, the, the assistant pastors, associate pastors, the men's ministry leaders, they need to start just within their, their core group to dive into the word of God, to, to dig into the topic. Um, one of the things that we do provide is, is intensive training for pastors. Um, I will, we'll go on site or we'll do a zoom type call and walk them through our program and help them to see how this, like, like, uh, Karen, you had pointed out that this is discipleship oriented. This is discipleship focused, but it starts, it starts at the top. And and if the pastor isn't in his right in a right relationship with God, if he's not walking faithfully, um, and and keeping his guard up, he's not going to be able to lead anybody else. You can only take someone as far as you've gone. So one of the things that that um, because I was a pastor who went through this issue, 
that I bring to the table is, is being able to meet with other pastors who are struggling with this addiction, who have the fear. I can't let my board know. I can't let the church find out. I'll lose my job. Um, so that, that keeps them quiet, that keeps them secretive. We want to be a, a sounding board. We want, we want to be a resource for those pastors to be a safe place to come to and begin the process of trying to think through their own struggles so that they can then deal with their issue with, with the Lord. And then how, how does that impact the church? Where should we go from there? Uh, which is another whole ball of wax. As you were talking about pastors and, and their own struggles, it just kind of reminded me of the stats that we saw, you know, a few years back. They're kind they're kind of dated now, but just talking about how many pastors and ministry leaders are really struggling with um, pornography specifically, but I would imagine different sexual temptations in general. What can we do as a church, you know, as a church body to really help? these pastors and leaders find that safe place to, to get recovery and healing, because obviously the longer they pack that down and they don't deal with that sin, um, it could really damage, you know, the blast radius is huge. I mean, it could damage their church, their marriages, of course, and, and their families. What can we do, Steve, to really help the church and these church leaders? I think for my advice to, to any church member is to pray for their pastor. And I don't mean just God, please bless pastor this week, but pray specifically for them. There, there are a number of things that you can be praying for, but but pray most of all just for their walk with, with God, their relationship with God. As a pastor, I was in the Bible every single day. I, I was I was studying the scriptures daily, but it was for the next message, the next Bible lesson, the next whatever. And I wasn't in the word of God for me. For, for my walk with, with Christ. Um, so I think that's a key factor is just pray for your pastor. Um, another thing that, that I, we've done at our church with, with my pastor um, is um, I will walk up to him. I don't do this every week, but I will walk up to him and I'll hand him a nickel. And, and the nickel is just saying for the last five days this week, I prayed for you. I've got your back. Sorry. I I, I'm very emotional when it comes to that because our our pastors need that. They're they're so used to criticism, and and the congregation not liking something, and, and that's understandable. But but a pastor's heart needs to be encouraged, and to and and so not only do I give my pastor a nickel, but we've got a bunch of guys in our church that that will walk up to him and just hand him a nickel, uh, but just. Just somehow letting your pastor know, we, we've got your back. We love you. We're praying for you. And that can be a huge encouragement to him, to not just as a pastor, but as a man, as a human being, to, to keep, keep on. And, and when the struggle, when the temptation's there, to, to not feel like you're alone, I, that I have no resource, I have nowhere to turn that you've got some key people that you know are praying for you. And and you may not be able to go up to them and say, hey, I'm struggling with pornography and you should be praying for me, but I've got some some personal issues that God's dealing with me on and I just, I need your prayer support. I think that's, that's critical. Steve, I mean, your humbleness of heart, your pastor's heart just comes through so strong mm -hmm. and your 
background, you are just eminently qualified to be talking in the pastor's lives as well as men's lives. And uh, just, just uh, it, it's been wonderful to hear your story and just how you approach things. Um, so, Steve, if our listeners want to find out more and get more information um, about your resources or connecting with you, um, how, do they, how do they do that? Best way would be to go to my website. The website is the purity coach, all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And uh, there, there's a, a ton of resources available. There's, there's um, a way of being able to contact me as well. Um, my app, my purity coach app is another way of doing it. Um, I, the, some of the resources I have available, um, my podcast is called the point of purity podcast. Um, that's a weekly podcast. We've been doing it for about three years now. We're actually in season four as we're, as you and I are speaking. Um, another resource is just go to amazon.com and do a search for Steve Etner and uh, find the, I've, I've written seven books. The seventh one is in the process of being published right now. And I'm actually writing another one as we speak. Um, but the, so those, those are available as well. Um, but you know, what I love is the fact that God says in the scriptures, call to me and I will answer you. And so you may not be able to get a hold of a Steve Etner or, or a Rob Stoddard or a Karen Potter, but all you have to do is cry out to God and he's right there. He'll hear you and he will answer you. That is so encouraging. And I think that's a really awesome way to kind of end today's podcast. And for our listeners out there, we will be sure to put all the links uh, to Steve's website, his app, his resources, and some of the books that he mentioned. I would encourage you to take a look at what he has to offer in his ministry. It is powerful. And your podcast, honestly, Steve, listening to it, it just felt so amazing. It was so rich with scripture. And just, I listened to that and walked away feeling just, as a woman, I felt empowered just listening to it. I could tell you were a pastor in your heart. And it was just really great. So our listeners, please check it out. It's a great podcast. You'll feel uplifted and encouraged in your walk. And that's really all we have for you today. Listeners, we are so grateful for you tuning in. Be sure to like the podcast, share the podcast, and leave us a review. We love reviews and we love to hear back from you. So for all the listeners out there all across the country and even across the globe, thanks for tuning in to the Covenant Eyes podcast. Until next time, take care. God bless.